Episode of Rider Break, the official podcast of Egadevil.com. I'm your host, Egadevil, and this is episode 7. Okay, this is going to be a shorter episode, most likely, because if you haven't heard the news, I'm going back to Japan, and by the time you listen to this episode, I may already be there, or I might still be flying. I don't know, it's a long flight. Uh, but in any, any case, um, I don't have a lot of time. I'm kind of on a tight schedule with a lot of things to do and take care of and all that before I go. But I did want to get one more episode done and out before I left because I don't know when the next episode will come out. I don't know when the next website update will be. I know they're pretty rare as it is, but uh, you know I really don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know when I'll get internet access, at least on a, a regular basis or anything. So... Yeah, I, I don't know when the next episode will be, but I wanted to do at least one more, so that's what this is. So, uh, if I sound a little out of it right now, that's only because I am, but we'll try to uh, talk about a little common Rider. Starting with Force A, episodes 43 and 44, and then 45 and 46. Uh, as I'm recording this, I think 47 has just aired, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I'm not going to, once again, I'm not going to go into too much detail on these, uh, just because I, you know, as the show's wrapping up, I think what I'm probably going to end up doing, hopefully, is like a full series overview or something like that at the end, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about them on HAU Radio, of course, and and all that, so I I don't know, and it's kind of hard to talk about these episodes, because I thought they were all great. Uh, every week, Forze has just been delivering the goods. I always enjoy watching it. I guess to you know touch a little bit on the details, though, 43 and 44, that was the Gemini episodes. Or really, it was the, the Yuki episodes. It was the Yuki storyline that I'd been waiting for. Because, you know, all series long, I've enjoyed the character. But like I keep saying, I, I wish that she got her own kind of story arc. Or at least two-parter that focused on her. Uh, and that's what she got, finally. And it was pretty good. It was it was cool to see her family and Dr. Maki as her father. The Gemini Zodiacs was really cool. Really excited to see that one because, as I said before, I'm a Gemini. So, you know, I was like, this one better be good. And, and it was pretty good. It was very freaky, the voice that it had and, and the whole thing with the fake Yuki there and, and that mask face. That was a very strange idea, but uh, I kind of dug it. Uh, it was very unsettling, and, and the whole idea of her becoming Yuki and everything, and didn't make her friends look very smart, I gotta say. It, you know, when when Forze just attacks her and all that. Um, but, but that was good. That was good stuff. But I did feel like they really did, they took her character in some interesting places in those two, so I was really glad that they did those episodes. I kind of wish they'd come earlier on in the series. It didn't really feel like an end of 
the show kind of storyline, if you know what I mean. Like, it's hard to explain, but I still liked it a lot. And it did actually, now that I think about it, have some stuff that kind of moved us towards the end with the whole introducing the presenter idea and and the stuff that it did with Gamo. I gotta say, these last four episodes have really cemented Gamo or Sagittarius Zodiards as actually one of my favorite villains of of the last couple of years anyway because it's it's weird because usually I'm the kind of guy that I like just flat out evil villains I like irredeemable villains the, you know the kind of guys that there's there's no sympathy for them they're just they're just bad and evil incarnate you know like the great leader that kind of stuff but what I like about Gamo is that he's actually got a pretty uh, interesting storyline behind him, and and he does kind of get you to sympathize with him in a way. It's it's weird. I'll have to wait until the show ends. I might completely change my mind in two weeks, but I don't know. Just just based on these episodes, seeing the flashback with him and Kengo's father on the moon, and the way he talks about you know, what he wants to do and all that and this whole idea of sort of like hearing the call to go into space and everything. It's I don't know, it's it's good stuff and I'm I'm really interested in, in what he wants. Uh which is good, you know, you wanna sort of be interested in, in what the villain wants, what they want to achieve, why they want to do it, things like that. So yeah, I, I really like this story overall. I mean, you know, it was it was goofy, but it, goofy in kind of the ways that that make me laugh. Like, uh, I don't know, just just the humor of it. I, I was a little surprised at how they did the sort of negative, you know, nega evil Yuki. I, I almost thought that she would have been maybe a bit more serious or something, but instead she's kind of like Yuki, completely unhinged. But yeah, I don't know. I, I like that one a lot. Forty-five and forty-six is sort of the Pisces story, but it was really more about Libra and Hayami and that whole character and and I gotta say there is a part of me that sort of wished that he had become the final villain you know he had turned on Gamo and everybody and it, it turned out that like he was gonna be the big bad of the show that would have been pretty cool but at the same time I really liked this one too I liked it a lot I guess you know if there was any downside to it it's that Pisces didn't really come across as a fully developed character I mean, it's sort of weird because she was a pre-existing character, uh, Ran, who had been in the show way back. Uh, I mean, I guess that was sort of the point, was that it was never really about her. They used a pre-existing character, had her turn into the final horoscope, just to kind of get all that stuff out of the way. It was really more about Libra and, and his whole sort of manipulation of the Rider Club and all that, which was really cool. Uh, and, and a great kind of finish to the character who could have been given a pretty just lazy death you know he's just been reduced to that guy and they just sort of bump him off but no they actually did give him a pretty good send-off i thought and um it reminded me of two things of course <laughs> it reminded me of in the original series how ambassador hell went out with the whole you know i pretend to switch sides thing so that was pretty cool. And, and actually, you know, in a strange way, it reminded me of, in Blade, the episode with uh, the Garafa undead, like the last one with him, which coincidentally, you know, he fought against Garen. And that was sort of Tachibana's big moment in the show. But um, it, it just it reminded me of that because the whole idea of a villain who 
you think is good, but then it turns out he's actually really evil. Like he he's he's a real scumbag. He manipulated the good guys, got him to trust him and everything. And uh Gentaro's actor just he really sold that. Like he it felt like, Oh, I hate you, you know, what you've done to us and and the fact that, you know, he's one of the villains actually that Forze legitimately killed which was kind of a an eye-opening moment, but it felt very deserved, you know. It felt like he had that coming, and I, I don't know if there's any way he, there's no other way he could have gotten out of that. Like he couldn't just uh, have gotten, you know, slashed and lost his switch, and then everything's back to normal. Or something he's still the principal. I mean, I guess they could have had his memory get erased or something like that. But I actually like that the fact that he he died. So now. I don't know what's going to happen. Who's going to take over, you know, as the principal? Will it be Osugi? Or, <laughs> I don't know. One of the Rider Club, maybe? Who knows? But um, that was pretty cool. Uh, now, apparently there was a cut scene, I guess, if you look on the um, one of the websites. I think it's the TV Toei one. And they show, like, some, you know, pictures and stuff of a scene they had to cut out, which was his origin story, like how he became Libra in the first place. Uh, and I hope they include that on the DVD or something, because that... That would have been pretty cool to see. But overall, uh, just a great character. It was really cool to have Amano back and playing him. And um, I, I li- again, I like that he turned out to be truly evil in the end. Because that had this kind of unsettling effect. Because, you know, he's he's a former writer actor. And we kind of will always associate him with the role of Garen and, and being a good guy. Uh, you know, to me anyway. Tachibana... He was a flawed good guy, but he was always ultimately a good guy in the end. So to have him play a true villain, a guy who you know you kept thinking was gonna turn against the bad guys or something like that, maybe turn out to be not be as bad as he first seemed, and actually he turns out to be even worse. You know he he's just completely loyal to Gamo and you know willing to do anything to help him in his goal and all that his master plan. Yeah, it was just, it was really cool, and I'm glad he got to be in the show and stick around so long, because I remember way back when, they were like, he's only going to be in six episodes, or something like that, and that didn't turn out to be true, so, and and, and good thing, too, because it was cool to have him around for so long, and I just kind of wish that they'd done that, you know, with some more characters, had a few more, like, past writer actors playing teachers or something, or, or villains, or something like that, that would have been pretty cool. I know we had Alternative Zero that one time, but... Um, yeah, how many people actually remember that? Like, <laughs> it was a pretty good one, but, uh, yeah, the Hayami Libra character was really cool, and he had a pretty good send-off. Um, and all the other stuff going on this episode with Kengo and all that, that was really cool. I gotta wait until the last two come out to, I guess, give my thoughts on how this whole plot twist is where it's going and everything but i'm I'm excited to see the end for us i gotta say it's been a great ride i really enjoyed the show um a lot more than i thought i was gonna originally but i'll talk about that another time but yeah it's just it's been a fun ride and i i can't wait for the end but that's Forza. all right before we move on i got some questions here uh a couple weeks ago actually so i'm just getting to them now but questions from the guys over at the Rising Sun Tokusatsu. Uh, you should check them out. they got a great podcast, which I was on, I believe. <laughs> uh, anyway, but, so we got two questions. One is from Aoi Kuranai, who asked, um, do you think as time went on, 
Ishinomori stopped trying to put as much depth into his titles beyond Kamrider. I know it's not totally Kamrider related, but it'd be cool to hear your thoughts. That's an interesting one. I had to think about it for a while as far as the stuff. This is talking about like the Ishinomori shows and I guess comics too. Aside from Kamen Rider and, and Kikaiden and all that stuff, as, you know, as time went on into the 80s and 90s and, and things like that. And I don't know. I, I kind of wonder if he put less thought into it or maybe Toei put less thought into the TV versions. Uh, it, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, I, I'm trying to think of some of his later things like um, Voice Lugger is a big one, uh, Machine Man, Bicrosser all those kind of characters because you know as you get later on with into the again the 80s and 90s for Ishinomori anyway he's mostly doing writers as far as as the TV shows and stuff i mean he's still doing his own comics and all that but uh for for the Toei Tokusatsu series it's mostly the writers and and then the um Fushigi comedy shows i know he did a couple of those i don't know that that you know, honestly, I actually I I feel like I need to review a few of his later works because if you read or if you've been reading uh, the Ishinomori Week articles that I did, I'm still kind of stuck in the '70s on those. You know, <laughs> I'm doing a, covering a lot of the older characters. I did jump ahead a little bit for the last one, but yeah, I've sort of got this chronological thing that I've been going in with that, where you know, I started out with like Arashi Kikaider and then I went, jumped back and did Skullman, and then jumped ahead a little bit to do Zubat, and things like that. Um, and, and some of the later stuff, uh, I actually, I have not gotten around to uh, in full. You know, I've seen bits and pieces or, or stuff like that, but, you know, shows like Voice Lugger, I've never actually watched the entire thing yet. Uh, but I, I certainly would like to. And, uh, you know, the same thing with his comics work. I've read a couple of his later comics, um, but my main area of familiarity is with the 60s and 70s ones, you know, Cyborg 009. Um, yeah, I don't know. That I, I'm sorry, I don't really have a, a really concrete answer for that question, but I guess I would say that I do think a lot of his earliest stuff is probably, you know, there's a reason it's the most famous and it's considered the best, because that's that's just sort of the, how it is with any creator, I think. You know, you have that, that certain era or, you know, that certain work that's kind of considered your, your magnum opus or whatever, your masterpiece. and But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's one I'll, I need to think about a bit more. But I think you could say that, certainly, as time went on, the stuff that he put the most effort into, in, as far as TV shows, was the writers. I mean, you look at, you look at the writers in the 80s, and, and even in the 90s, and they've... They've got something to them that I, I don't think you see in a lot of the other characters that he developed around the same time. Um, but, you know, that, that's just kind of, that's my off the top of my head opinion. But I, I need to sit down and look at it a bit more. But, uh, there you go. <laughs> and the other one comes from Inui Takabi, who asked, What U.S. shows or movies have you been into lately? Have you seen any of the summer movies? Um... Unfortunately, I have not. <laughs> I have been super busy lately and have not gotten a chance to see any of the big summer blockbusters. 
pretty much, uh, you know, I, I think I first, when did I first mention that I may be returning to Japan? That might have been back in like episode four or five. I can't even remember now, but it was a while ago. Uh, like just, but literally like the last, I don't know, since April, I have just been on this nonstop job hunting, preparing kick. And yeah, I, I've been very bad about keeping up with, uh, anything other than Japanese pop culture lately. But, uh, you know, there's certainly a few that I'd like to see. I know that um, by the time I get to Japan, The Avengers will actually have just come out uh, because for some reason it's taken months for that movie. It came out like August 17th, I believe. Uh, So I'll definitely go see that. Uh, Probably see Batman. Um, You know, at some point just, just... get caught up on <laughs> all the stuff that I've kind of been missing out on lately, but yeah, I, I, again, I don't really have a great answer for that one. <laughs> the, the short answer is no, but I certainly would like to. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a short break, and after that, we'll come back and talk about something that I feel is uh, pretty topical right now, as I'm about to leave you all on a major cliffhanger. The cliffhanger ending to Kamen Rider Decade. で結ぶ瞬間初まる俺じゃ続けるのさ今を追うよ And we're back. Alright, this month will mark, I believe, the third anniversary of the airing of the last two episodes of Comrade Decade, episodes 30 and 31. At least the original broadcast, and uh, then they were re-aired and slightly edited the next year, but I'll get into that later. Anyway, um, I feel like everybody probably is familiar with Comrade uh, Decade and especially the ending or the non-ending, the highly controversial last two episodes. If you're not, basically, Decade was the 10th anniversary of the Heisei series uh, that aired between Kiva and before Double, and it was 31 episodes, and the last two ended on a big cliffhanger, uh, which then continued into Movie War 2010, which came out a couple months later. Um, now, I was very lucky. I was in Japan at the time when Decade ended and then when the movie came out, so I only had to wait about four months. Most other people, I think, had to wait 
maybe not quite a year, but quite a while. So um, when when Thirty One aired, you know, and those those final closing moments were broadcast, and it was clear that the show was not going to have an actual ending. Uh, the reaction was pretty. Uh, the reaction was pretty mixed. Uh, some people liked it. Some people hated it. Some people swore off Kamen Rider altogether after it aired. I remember just kind of laughing. I I couldn't believe that they actually did this. Like, because the thing about Decade is it's a show I really like. I loved watching it. I, it was some of the most fun I had watching Kamen Rider in a long time on TV because uh, every week was big and exciting and it was just it was cool seeing all the old guys back I mean even though it wasn't them you know literally it wasn't them with these alternate universe versions and stuff like that but but what was cool about it was that the show did sort of acknowledge that it acknowledged that they were alternate versions in a way anyway um but at the same time you know they they it still captured the spirit of them often I thought. You know, I've said before how I really liked the Amazon World episodes. I mean, you know, the guy playing Amazon is is not <laughs> the original guy at all. You know, the one that comes the closest, of course, is Black RX because they actually had Karata, uh, and I wish they'd done that for more episodes because I, I feel like that was what everybody really just wants to see. You know, you want to see the old guys back and and hanging out with the new guy and and fighting together and stuff like that. That's that's really what people want out of team-ups and crossovers and things like that, I think. But, you know, the whole idea, the concept of the show was was cool. I, I dug it. Um, I liked Decade himself. Um, yeah, there was just, there was a lot of stuff about I liked, I liked, but at the same time, if somebody didn't like it, I can completely understand why. With some things, there, there are some things you like, and when people don't like them, you're just like, well, they're crazy. They, they have no taste. They're, you know, terrible. Uh, but with Decade, when somebody says they didn't like it, I completely understand why they didn't. Because it, it was a show that was basically inviting controversy. You know, there are some writer shows that do that, that they kind of set out to get people talking and, and do things differently. And some people love them and, and some people don't. And, and Decade was one of those shows. And especially where the ending is concerned, uh, it got people talking and, and divided opinions. Alright, as far as the last two episodes, though, um, I reviewed them way back when, after they aired. And if you want a real good laugh, go back and read my review of those two episodes, because there's tons of stuff that is now out of date, theories that went nowhere, and, you know, observations that are completely wrong, and things like that. Because this was before Movie War 2010 came out, so I was basing everything off of the infamous trailer that aired after episode 31, which turned out to be stuff that never happened. Uh, until, I guess the I guess the director's cut of Movie War 2010 had some of the scenes in there. I never actually watched it yet. Yeah, I, I've got the DVD sitting here. I'll get around to it someday maybe, but uh, that's, a, that's a movie that uh, I don't know, that's a whole other discussion in itself, I think. But that film in general is not one of my favorites, I gotta say. I mean, there, there's good stuff in it. Uh, the the stuff, the double parts are actually really good. And that was kind of, that was where I first sort of double clicked for me, I guess, was in that movie. Uh, I, you know, I liked Skull and everything, but the decade part, again, there were some cool ideas. I liked Tackle. 
Um, the guy who plays Narutaki is actually a pretty good Colonel Zol, but yeah, in, in general, the whole thing just really doesn't quite hold together. And it, of course, starts off with possibly the worst thing you could start off with in a Kamen Rider movie <laughs> for me, which is Skyrider just completely jobbing out. And, you know, if you've watched Skyrider, you know that that's not how it should go at all. You should grab Decade and pile drive him into the ground head first. But, um, yeah, but that that movie was kind of a disappointment. But way back when, before it came out and everything, after the Decade finale aired, I, you know, everything was, it was pretty, it was an exciting time because we had this trailer. We had this huge cliffhanger ending. We had this trailer that was just throwing all this stuff at us. And and I was really pretty excited to see where it would go from there. So it, overall, at the time, I really liked the decade ending a lot. I mean, I wouldn't say it was one of the greatest endings ever or anything. But, but I, I thought it was good. Of course, now, you know, three years on, the question is, how does it hold up? Because people are still talking about this ending. A while ago, there was a thread on HJU about the best and worst Kamen Rider finales. And, of course, I went on in great detail about how I think the last two episodes of the original Kamen Rider are the greatest things ever crafted by human hands. And completely forgot (laughs) to mention what I thought was the worst Kamen Rider ending. Uh, And understandably so, because I don't think I could pick one that I would call the worst. I mean, even the ones that are kind of often considered the least popular or the, the most disliked you know like the Fies ending or the Hibiki ending uh, there's stuff about them I like I mean again you know I, I, I wouldn't call them my favorite endings or anything like that but I can't say that I hate them or that they're like the worst ending ever or anything like that because I've seen enough tokusatsu endings <laughs> to, to say pretty pretty resolutely that um I think Kamen Rider endings have have always been at least pretty good. You know, overall, there's there's worse out there. <laughs> but um, one that you know a lot of a lot of people don't like and that got brought was brought up a lot was the decade ending. And um, Linksara of the Low Visibility podcast, which you should go listen to, brought up an interesting question, which is she said. I'd be very curious to see if there was anyone who'd be willing to argue that any writer's show ending was worse than decades. You know, so naturally I, I took this as a challenge. <laughs> and plus I had been thinking of talking about these two for a while. You know, a couple months ago I, I sort of planned out in advance some topics that I wanted to cover on the show. You know, along with the ones that people have suggested and things like that. And and one in particular was the last two episodes of Decade. And, which, like I said, are now three years old. and So the question is, I guess, the big question in this episode is like, you know, is it, is it time that we move on? Should we, should we let it go? Should we get over it already? Or is it still worth being mad about? Because a lot of people were mad about it at the time, and, and rightfully so. But, you know, how should we feel about it now? I guess that's sort of my question. So anyway, so, yeah, so... Would it be possible to argue, is there any writer show ending that's worse than decades? So, you know, this got me thinking. And the first thing I was thinking of, of course, is that how do you examine it as an ending? Do you talk about it as the final story, which is like all the episodes that make up the ending, and you know, in which case it's 30 and 31? Or is it just the last episode? 
because you have to think about that with with finales and especially with Rider finales because pretty much all of them are at least two parts if not more you know you have a story like agito where the ending really starts i think in episode 47 and then goes to 51 so you have you know a whole bunch of episodes there or again you know common rider original show is 97 and 98 I mean, I've always kind of said that, like, 98 is my favorite episode, but you you have to include 97 as part of the whole story, I think, because that's part one. You know, or, or V3 have 51 and 52, uh, and so on. And actually, you know, when I was thinking about it, the, the only ones that I could think of, really, that were single-part stories were X, and, and that's not even really true, because X is, is, is actually the culmination of a, a storyline that's been running since, like, episode 22. So that's, like, I don't know, 50, 14, 15 episodes or something. I mean, you know, it's not continuing on immediately in the sense of, like, a cliffhanger or something like that, but it's still, there's story elements that have been going back, the whole thing with the RS circuit and all that. Um, and, and Super 1... Uh, you know, again, it's it's tricky because the the last couple episodes before that are all building up with this. He's taken down all the Jin Dogma leaders and everything. So I don't know. And then and then you know when you get into like writing and production, I mean, almost all of them are multi parts. I mean, the the same uh, writer and director will handle like the last couple episodes produced in a block or something like that. I don't know. It's tricky, but anyway. You know, the easy answer to this would be, we'll just, you know, talk about the ending in terms of the final story, because that's how most of them are written, especially in modern Kamen Rider. It's always, you know, they're written in these two-episode blocks and things like that, so the end, the ending of series will always be the final story, not just the final episode. But at the same time, I think you have to think about the final episodes, too, because every episode of a show, you know, regardless of how it's structured, if it's written in these two episode arcs or every episode leads into the next one or it's all done in ones or whatever you know every episode still has to be good on its own it has to deliver each week on some level even if it's just the middle part of a three-part story or something like that it's still got to be a good middle part so it's the same thing with common writer episodes where even if it's a part two of something or it's the final episode, on its own, it still has to hold up as a good 24, 25 minutes of entertainment. And also, it can change my opinion of things, I think, if you're if you're talking about the final storyline versus the final episode. You know, for example, in the case of V3, you have episode 51 and 52. That's the final story. You know, and taken together, that's a great ending, because episode 51 is pretty legendary. I mean, that's the final episode with Rider Man, and it's dramatic as hell. It's got a, a you know a great ending scene. Um, it's just loaded with great moments. The whole when 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 Yuki finds out just what Destron really is, that's a huge moment for him as a character. Like that's the turning point. That's really where that's where Rider Man went from being. You know, this guy who's sort of pretending to be a rider and kind of fights with V3 sometimes, but but isn't really that bad deep down. All that kind of stuff. He goes from that 
to being Kamen Rider number four. He goes to being like a real hero from there on. And he's never looked back since, you know. That 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 sort of that's the moment that defines Rider Man as a character for the rest of his existence. Uh, and that's a great episode. And then episode fifty two, I've always felt you know, I like it, but I, I think it is the weakest last episode for the original series. Like, you know, of all the shows from the original to Stronger and, and even even beyond to, to Z Cross the classic guys. I've always felt that one was sort of the one that's a little bit of a letdown for me. You know, and it's still a good episode. It's still a lot of fun. It it wraps everything up, but it's just very much like, you know, V3 kind of goes through the motions, beats the bad guys, and, and drives off. And it's, you know, again, it's good, but it's just, it's not like the others where a lot of the, a lot of the times... Um, the last episode of a show will be in my like my top ten episodes list. Like you know, the last episode of the original Kamen Rider, that's my favorite episode of the series. The last episode of X, I would put up there in the top ten. Uh, Amazon stronger, and and that's true of a lot of the modern writers too, to an extent. Um, maybe not all of them. Maybe maybe not like Fies or. <laughs> Or Hibiki, but it, like I said, I still like those endings. But I don't know if I'd, I'd make those, you know, top ten material. But uh, certainly for the classic writers, and with V three, I, I don't know. It's it's tricky. I mean, I, I'll admit, part of it is just my own kind of like fanboyism there, where I wanted Kazami to ride off into the sunset with Junko, but it was not meant to be. So I don't know. I, I still like it, but. You know, when you factor those two together, 51 and 52, overall, yeah, it's a pretty good ending. But I think looking at them on their own, you have a great episode like 51 that's followed up with a, a pretty good episode, 52. But it's not like, say, in the original series where the second part, that's where like the meat of the action is. You know, the first part was good, that was build up, but it's, it's in the second half where things just kick into high gear. Now, uh, the opposite of that would be in the case of Agito, where if you take the whole last story, 47 through 51, it moves pretty slow. And and on the one hand, I, I do kind of like that. I like that it's got this very, like, Agito cast reunion feel almost. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't feel like the last few episodes of a show. It almost feels like a movie that's been broken up, like a reunion movie that would have aired a year later broken up into into chapters or something like that because there's obviously this passage of time between 46 and 47 and everybody's kind of moved on with their lives and stuff like that and uh and they're good but it it does move a bit slow and and that's been a common complaint of those episodes is that like they really stretch things out but then you get to episode 51 which taken on its own i think is a great episode i really like that one you know, I mean, it's it's kind of throwing you headlong into the action because a lot of the stuff happened in '50 to set it all up. But uh, you know, just on its own, as the last episode or as an episode period, it's really good. I I really like it. It's got some great scenes, great fights. Yeah, I you know I've always sort of jokingly described the final battle as like the most epic showdown in your backyard. 
because um, it looks like it literally the place they're fighting actually looks like a place uh, that's like just down the street from me. But I don't know that there's something cool about that. I, I, lo- I always love it whenever a Kamen Rider tells a big story on a small scale, and that's exactly what that ending feels like. It feels like these five guys, you know, fighting it out in the woods. This like the the fate of the world hinges on the outcome of this battle, and that's really cool. I love that. Uh, and it's got a good wrap-up with everybody, so just, just on its own, that's a really great episode. I really dug that one. Uh, Double's another example, actually. I, You know, the, the second-to-last episode that everyone always talks about, the one that reduced grown men to tears and all that, um, you know, I like that. That was good. But I really like the last episode. Just take it on its own. Maybe it's because of how I watched it. Like, I think I watched the last couple up to 48 all sort of together and then I don't know I think a month or two went by where I just I never got around to watching 49 because that was at the time when I think I had just moved back from Japan to the United States uh, almost two years ago now and um, yeah I didn't watch it for a while so eventually you know I, I tuned in and or sat down and watched it and of course that one has a whole time jump thing going on, which probably worked to its favor, where, you know, I hadn't seen these guys in a while, I had left Shotaro and Philip, you know, in, in that dramatic scene there where Philip disappears and everything, so watching it then, not exactly in real time, but, you know, after a, after a period of uh, a couple weeks and not having seen the guys in a while, I, I really got into it, and I, I really like that episode a lot. And I know, actually, there's there's some people that don't. I mean, a lot of people who otherwise love the show felt that it was... It didn't work because, you know, they'd had this great dramatic moment the episode before, and then they kind of cancel out in the next one. Um, And I can understand that. I mean, because it's the same sort of thing with O's, where it, the best thing they could have done was do what they did in Mega Max, which came, you know, a couple months after the show had been over. So everybody... Still kind of had O's in the back of their minds, but, you know, they'd kind of made their peace with the ending and all that, the TV ending. So when stuff in Mega Max happens, it's like, whoa, you know, this is, we've been waiting for this. You know, and then O's has a great ending, too. I really love that one. Now, that would be a, a, you know, example of sort of the opposite, where the last episode itself, um, is still really good, but I think you really have to watch all the episodes leading up to it, that last couple that chunk of story there to to get the whole effect, because the second-to-last episode, man, that's got some awesome stuff in it. But All right, I, I'm kind of going off on a long tangent there, but to get back to Decade and the question of, well, is it possible to argue, is there any ending worse than Decades? Uh, and it really comes down to just personal opinion, I think. I mean... It's hard to say if there's one worse, like objectively worse, because the thing of the decade ending, of course, is that it's not an ending. It's it's a cliffhanger that leads into it, it leads into a second half that that didn't address all the questions of the first half. It addressed some of them, but there's a lot of stuff in thirty and thirty one that the movie never got into, and really kind of you know, just end up looking like sort of plot holes in a sense, like the. The Die Shocker Castle, for one thing, and 
I've always wondered, is that like a leftover from the days when All Riders vs. Die Shocker was going to be the ending? Like, way back when, that was going to be the series ending. Uh, now, obviously, by the time they got to filming 30 and 31, I think that had changed, so I don't know why <laughs> they decided to stick it in. It, it doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah, so... But when it comes to, you know, saying, is there one that's objectively worse than that... That, I, yeah, I don't know if you can. Now, personal taste in terms of, you know, like, is there an ending that you, you like more, dislike more than the decade ending? Yeah, that, that I could think of a couple. Um, you know, like I said, even though I like the Fies ending and the Hibiki ending, I don't know if I could say I like them more than the decade finale. I, you know, I, I think I, I've... Admittedly, I've probably watched the decade finale more than them, but that's kind of because I want to watch the decade finale more than them. You know, those those are endings that I watched, you know, once or twice, and I was like, okay, well, that's the end of the show. And, and both of them, I think, you know, they kind of deserve to have more. Like, Fies really deserves a further sequel or something like that. And Hibiki, that too. I mean, actually, <laughs> both of them I've kind of had in my head, the idea of, of what would be like the final Fi story and the final Hebe story. Uh, and, and it'd be cool to write those down someday. But um, the Ryuki TV ending is another one. I know I've said I prefer the movie ending. And yeah, I, there you go. I prefer the movie ending. Uh, the TV one, I, I don't hate it, but I, I don't know. I'm never really a big fan of the reset button. You know, as a as a narrative device, and and the Ryuki TV ending pretty much goes to town with it. But it's it's still got some stuff to it that I like. But yeah, I'd, I'd say I like the decade ending a little bit more than that one. Now the one that's probably going to be the most controversial, and I need to explain this one a bit. I would actually say that I like the decade ending more than the Kuga ending. Now, before you go crazy. I will fully admit, Kuga's ending is much better than Decade's. In every shape imaginable, it is a better ending. And when you combine the whole story, that's, you know, like 47, 48, 49, include the Dagaba fight and all that, it's a better ending overall. And, and, and I would actually say I probably like that more than Decade. But if we're talking just last episodes, like Decade 31 with the cliffhanger versus Kuga 49... Um, I had to say I like Decade more, because that Kuga episode, you know, which is pretty much all walking and talking, I've always had a little trouble with that one, because I get it, I I like it as a Kuga ending, I think, you know, it fits the series and everything, but I've always just felt that that episode, it takes, you know, the length of a whole episode to do what other Rider finales really did in, in maybe, like, a quarter of that time. You know, like, Agito did a great job of showing us what happened to everybody after the show, how they've moved on with their lives and things like that in the last episode. And it's still got a pretty good fight in there. And and the Kuga ending, it just took a really long time to show us how great everything was and, and remind us that Godai is this great guy. But, you know, we already knew that. We knew that all show long. We knew it when he was fighting Dagaba. So I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. I you know I get that they wanted to show us everything and and kind of and have this have this very non-violent ending for a guy who had really been a very non-violent person. I mean that was sort of the whole point of of the final battle and everything and and Godai as a character. But 
I just I wish that it hadn't been a whole episode of just that. Like maybe they had I don't know use some stock footage to show us fights or something like that. I don't know, just, just something because it just feels a little weird to me to have a, a Kamen Rider episode with no fighting at all because it's primarily an action adventure show and I think you have to deliver action at least a little action every week and there's there had already been a couple episodes of Huga that had really kind of pushed their luck with that where you know the fight would basically be Godai transforms and, and runs at the camera or something like that or a very you know very short or abridged or cut off with another scene or something like that so you know, then for the final episode, I mean, they really kind of hit the maximum. Like, this is TV drama. <laughs> um, but, you know, overall, I still like that one. But I, I would have to say, if if you're doing like a, you know, which would you rather watch right now, I, I'd probably choose the Decade one. But I will fully admit that Cougars is, is better in every way, shape, and form. To get back to the decade ending itself, uh, yeah, I still enjoy those episodes. I watched them again recently, the original version and the re-aired version. I'll, I'll get to that. Um, and you know, I I like them. They, there's a lot of great stuff in them. This whole idea of decades journey kind of having been a mistake and that he did the wrong thing and and his quest was not exactly all for nothing, but not. <laughs> what he had thought it had been. That, that's it's pretty dark, I have to say. I mean, it's it's bleak stuff. It's like, you know, you go through the whole show, fighting the bad guys and saving the worlds and befriending the riders, and and that was the wrong thing to do. And and suddenly it's like this. It's all been about Skasa kind of trying to avoid his fate, you know, run from from his destiny and things like that. And. Um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's got some great moments, great set pieces. The whole battle at the end is cool. A lot of what I said back when I reviewed these is still true. I mean, I, I loved all the stuff in the first half with the riders kind of in this massive battle. And I do sort of feel after a decade, and I'm kind of glad to see that the people making Comrade agree. I, I think... Rider versus rider fights have gotten a little played out. Like, you know, Decade was sort of the... That was the high tide where everybody was fighting everybody else and everybody died at some point, you know? <laughs> like, everybody got blown up and brought back to life and everything. And, you know, I think if you're going to do that from now on, they should do it like they have been in the last couple of shows where Double got away with it because XL wasn't a bad guy, but he disagreed with Double. And so they'd kind of gotten these little spats sometime and or you know there'd be some reason where you know one of them would be controlled or something like that or or stuff like in Mega Max where he had Poseidon who was he was pretty cool and and they made you know or or Eternal where they they make a point of the fact that Conrad is supposed to be heroes and and these guys are like these are aberrations this isn't how it's supposed to be so you know they got to got to teach him some respect and <laughs> show him what Conrad is supposed to be by beating him up but yeah, decade was kind of when they just went hog wild with rider versus rider action and <laughs> riders kicking the crap out of each other and just complete massacre. Um, the stuff with the follow guys, I really like. I mean, I, I still think it's the whole thing's kind of weird with the, like the marriage idea. I mean, I, I always have viewed it more sort of figuratively. It's like, well, we need to have the Fang guy and Eye Shocker, so we'll, you know, and and I need to. <laughs> somehow gain Fangire powers to become Super Apollo guys, so what the hell, it's 
throw a, a wedding ceremony, but... But, um, yeah, overall, I, I still like those episodes a lot. I, you know, I wouldn't call it the greatest Carmine finale ever, or, or even one of my favorites, but I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's that terrible, and, and I... Again, I, I get why people don't like it. I get why people didn't like it then. I get why people still don't like it now, but I do feel like... I think a lot of the anger is directed at, at just the end. I mean, if you actually sit down and watch the episodes, you know, up until the last few minutes of 31, you know, it's pretty good stuff. I guess it's not good if you <laughs> really liked uh, Ixa or, or Saga or Todoroki <laughs> Amaki or any of that, but yeah, they come back to life anyway, so it's okay. But yeah, I I I still like those ones. Um, I still have a lot of fun. The decade. I said this to one of my friends a while ago. I, I was describing it, and and I was saying that it's really a show where y- you watch it for the ride. I think that's the that's the most enjoyable part of it is the ride rather than the destination because between the last two episodes and then movie war and then any of the stuff since then that that decade has been in i still feel like the show doesn't really have a true ending yet um it's never quite done the decade story that i really want to see which you know what the decade final story i should say that i really want to see which should Again, it's it's kind of frustrating because that's what that trailer hinted at, which was decade versus decade. I mean, I've always thought if decade has an ultimate villain, it's it's his own twin, you know, his alternate self. Um, and I, you know, I've got this whole wacky theory in terms of how that would work and and how the the decade alternate universes work and and all that stuff with you know, like the last two episodes there, you have um, Kenzaki and Wataru showing up, and they're nothing like their selves in the the original shows. I mean, I I always thought that they can't be the original characters because Kenzaki, in his own show, went through a a period where he was not exactly the same situation as Skasa, but I mean, he wasn't in this kind of situation where he was on the run from everybody. You know, Tachibana was was turned against him, and you know, the trials were going after him and all that. And and he was kind of in this period where he you know, was in the right, but everybody else kind of had him pegged to be in the wrong, and, and he had to just fight fate, literally. I mean, that was his whole kind of deal, you know, he always said that, I will I will fight against fate, and so I just always felt that that couldn't have really been him in the Decade episodes, because he would have completely sympathized with Skasa. You know, I mean, I know he says a line like that, where he's like, I understand your feelings, you gotta go save Natsumi and all that, but I I don't think he would have gone along with this whole you know throw decade out plan. It's just I, I don't think any of them would. So I, I always felt that the original actors writers anyway in, the, in those last two episodes there they're supposed to be other versions perhaps maybe even you know aspects of them. I mean that that's kind of how I always looked at the decade worlds anyway is that you had the alternate universe writers and the alternate versions that look like the originals and and they're all just they're all kind of fragments. They're all aspects of the original TV versions, you know, the ones we know and love, and they've somehow been kind of broken up or shattered or something like that. And, you know, you have all these alternate worlds, which are like bits and pieces of the originals, but not quite. And and the, the whole 
plan all along was to get them all together somehow, but and now I'm just getting into my own kind of fan fan theories about it, so <laughs> who knows. Anyway, um so yeah, those those two episodes I I still like them after all these years. I think they hold up pretty well. Uh, so I went on to Twitter and Facebook and asked you guys what you thought. So uh, let's take a look. All right, let's see. Uh, Andrew Reed here says, I wouldn't call it the worst, but it's definitely a product of a tortured and ununified development process. Okay, I can agree with that. Yeah, the question I asked, of course, was, uh, you know, what do you guys think of these episodes now? Are they the worst ending ever? Or are they, you know, do they deserve another look? Uh, so he goes on to say, you know, in my opinion, Decade's biggest failing was having a mid-series movie that answered all the questions. Poor Finale was a consequence of that. Uh, I, I agree with that. I, I still think that they should have gone with the original plan way back when, which was All Riders vs. Die Shocker would be the finale. Because that just makes sense to me, that you know, all series long, Decade travels through the Rider worlds. He meets the Heisei Riders, he meets Kuga. Uh, Agito and so on and so forth, and then the movie would have had all the writers in it, you know, all, even the old guys. I mean, uh, you know, I I like the the black episodes, Black RX and the Amazon episodes. I I love those, but I think if they had gone with the original idea, where all writers versus Die Shocker would be the finale, uh, I I could see sacrificing those because I mean I've always felt that. Even though it's supposed to be the anniversary of the Heisei Riders and all that, you have to involve the old guys, because there would be no Heisei era coming right without them. You know, you got to bring them in somehow. If they were just confined to the movie, okay, that that makes sense, because they're not there during the big Rider War in Episode 1, so I, I feel like they should almost kind of, I guess, in a way, be above that. Like, they're not going to get involved in this, you know. But they will get involved when, you know, the bad guys team up and, and take them down and stuff like that, so... But yeah, that and, and that actually brings up another thing, where you know that movie answered a lot of the questions. I mean, it, it told us who Skasa is and and all that stuff, where Decade comes from, and that doesn't really jive with the stuff in Movie War 2010 or or even the Decade last two episodes, I think. And and you know the joke is always that Decade has no story and all that stuff. But in a way, I think Decade's problem is that he has too many stories. He has you know all these different kind of of origin stories. I mean, is he like the creation of Die Shocker? Is he this universal force that's supposed to destroy everything and then rebuild the universe, the multiverse, the omniverse? You know, you know, what's the deal? I, I mean, I guess you can kind of reconcile those two together, but I don't know. I just, I, to me, the simplest thing would have been right from the get-go that, you know, Decade has this whole kind of myth that's surrounding him of being this destroyer and all that, but it's really just that he is this ultimate anti-rider weapon that's created by all the rider villains. You know, he, he can use the powers of all the riders, or at least all the Heisei riders, up to that point. But, you know, that it all ultimately it would all conclude with all riders versus Die Shocker, which, you know, with a little bit of rewriting, I think, could be a pretty good ending. But that's my take on it. All right, um, Drew Totter here says, I always thought it was a good finale for action, but the plot left enough holes to fly a Megazord through. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, it does have some good action scenes, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense. Again, the, the Die Shocker Castle <laughs> appearance, which 
I don't know. That, that just that always cracks me up for some reason, especially because in the they did the you know the edited when they re-aired it. This was a couple of months later, like while Double was going on, they re-aired Decade at six thirty in the morning, I think. And they didn't take that scene out. Like they they changed a few things in episode thirty and thirty one, just very minor, but they they left that scene right in there. All right, uh, Sean McNabb says. I sadly have not watched the Decade series ending. The movie war ending was actually the first Rider thing I saw. Well, if you still like Kamen Rider after that, then <laughs> congratulations. You got, you got my respect, because... I don't, I, don't, I don't hate the movie war <laughs> Decade segment, but it, it is, it's hard not to be disappointed by it, because I was a big fan of the original trailer they showed like i i just i remember being so excited i was like oh this is it you know decade versus decade and what's going on with kuga is he gonna turn evil and you know stuff like that so if you get a chance try to track that down the original trailer that aired after decade 31 um let's see all right uh hopefully i'm saying this right i apologize if i mispronounce your name matilda rosero says the decade finale was infuriating at the time it aired, but it becomes a hundred times more so because the movie didn't fall up on it. That said, the fact that the ending was changed in reruns and DVD is even worse. Oh, and I'm talking about the last scene, not so much the two episodes that make the finale. That I'd have to think more about. I originally wrote a blog post a week after decade finale. Details my feelings about it at the time. Uh, I'll link that. You should te- check it out. It's, it's pretty good, and I, I totally agree with it. Uh, one of my biggest problems with the movie was that it didn't fall up on the TV finale. Uh, but something I love unconditionally about the decade finale, Tsubaki Takayuki. I think I think we all enjoyed him appearing. So anyway, yeah, the, I I agree with all that, um, and especially this whole thing with the uh, the re-edited finale, where the biggest changes are in the the closing moments of episode 31 where they they take out some things like originally Kivara bites Yusuke and and that's what turns him into the evil ultimate form and of course it ended with a a DN shooting decade in the face and then cutting away Uh, and they remove that for the re-aired version and um, actually you know if you were if I had to pick a least favorite Kamen Rider ending it's funny. I wouldn't say the you know decade ending, but the re-aired version, I might have to pick that. And it, it's it's not so much that I dislike the re-aired version itself, but I dislike how they handled it, where they they stuck it on at a time when really nobody was watching, and then they didn't release it on DVD. The one that came out on DVD was the original broadcast ending. They did release the re-aired version on a special DVD that you could only get at 7-Eleven uh, for a limited time, and it's it's really hard to come by now. It's it's called, like, Kamen Rider Last Episodes or something like that. They came out with these DVDs that would have, like, two or three episodes that you could watch, and then there'd be a bunch that were pay-per-view episodes, so, like, you can watch, uh, you know, the Decade Finale, and I think one of the others, like, Denno or Ryuki Last Episode, and then there's a bunch of others you have to, like, pay to watch. It's It's weird, but uh, I I don't know. There was just there was something about that the distribution of it that it felt really kind of cheap to me. Like I don't know the the whole idea of coming out with an edited version, like a special edition or something. I mean, you know, I I totally understand that. I I totally get it. But I think if you do it, you have to do it 
you have to make a big deal of it. You know, it's like when they come out with the special editions of the other endings. They release them on DVD or Blu-ray. Mass release. Anybody that wants to can buy them. They make a big deal of it. They announce it. Stuff like that. With the decade thing, you know, the changes are minor, but they still did it. And then they kind of, you know, just got it out there on the early morning repeats that nobody watched. And, and then the, um, you know, put it out on this DVD that basically nobody bought. And it... You know, if you're a fan who just downloads everything, you know, if you're outside Japan and you just download the ending, download the episodes and all that, then, you know, it's very easy to, to watch that and be like, oh, okay, so that's the canon ending now. But, I don't know, it just kind of annoys me when people are like, this, you know, re-edited version is the canon ending now, because, no, it, it wasn't, not when I saw it, you know, I, <laughs> I didn't watch it when it was on, I watched the original ending, I watched, you know, Decade ended with a headshot. And it just feels kind of cheap and, and insincere to come out with this other version and stick it on early morning TV and, and really not tell anybody about it. And, you know, and now this is supposed to better tie into the movie. And it, it really doesn't when you watch it. I mean, you know, I, I guess in a, in a sense it does, but it still has a lot of plot holes. It has a huge plot hole in that since they reuse scenes from the first episode, like it's, you know, becomes this big cylindrical thing where the Natsumi's dream in episode one now becomes a reality. Um, it, it creates this big plot hole in that, you know, one minute Kuga is the black eyed ultimate form running at decade and the next he's back to mighty driving on the tri chaser. It's like, what the hell happened there? <laughs> I don't know, it's a minor thing, but that, that just cracks me up. Um, and it, it's weird. It, I don't think it ties into the movie any better because if anything, it feels more, like a, a complete finale now because it's like instead of this battle where Decade is clearly kind of outmatched and outnumbered and he's going to have to go into violent emotion form and, and access these terrible powers to win he just beats everybody up anyway because that's what happened in episode one uh, so I don't know it just it, that feels like more of a, a conclusive finale than a <laughs> than a lead into the movie to me anyway so yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the re-aired version or the re-edited version, I should say, I I've got some problems with. I just I don't like the way that they kind of came out with it and, and didn't tell anybody. And it's almost like they almost kind of admitted with that. It's almost like them admitting that they screwed up with the original version. And I don't know. I, I feel like you should kind of maybe. That was something they should have either stood by and be like, this is the ending, and if you don't like it, tough. Or, you know, made, you know, just come clean and be like, all right, we, we screwed up the first time, so we're putting out the original version, or the, we're putting out a new special edition edited version, and you can buy it on DVD. You know, I, I wouldn't even be that mad about the fact that the original broadcast one is the one on the official DVDs that they released that I bought. <laughs> You know, as long as they just announced it and were honest about it. And again, you know, they could have gone to town and, and changed even more, dropped some of the things that didn't make sense, or fixed some lines, used alternate stuff. I don't know, it just... The whole thing, it just feels a little cheap. But that's my take on it. Um, but yeah, you should definitely check that article out. I'm going to link to it. It's, it's really good. All right, uh, Low Visibility says... It's a, a good podcast that you should also listen to, if I haven't mentioned it already. Uh, I felt it was an interesting penultimate story arc, but one that needed to be followed up on, and it wasn't. 
One of the most fundamental rules of writing is that an unfinished story is essentially useless. Decade, I think, is unfinished. Uh, okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, let's see, Kaiden says, Nice timing, I'm just about to finish Decade. The only thing I don't like about the finale is the misleading trailer at the end. Well, like I said, I prefer that trailer to what we actually got, so... <laughs> it's, yeah, it doesn't look too good, you know, in retrospect, but I, I wish the movie had been more like that. Alright, uh, Colin Booker here says, Personally, I love the Decade ending for the most part. It perfectly encapsulates the themes and high concepts behind the series. Yeah, alright, I can agree with that. I mean, it's it, it definitely feels true to the rest of the show, which is it's got big huge ideas that, you know, may, even if it can't completely follow up on all of them or, or get them 100% right, at least it tries. I mean, that, that's sort of, again, going back to the whole idea of, you know, you enjoy the ride more than the destination. And with Decade, I enjoy the fact that it, it had these big ideas and concepts and, you know, it, it didn't it didn't score 100% every time, but at least it tried, you know, it 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 tried to make that shot, and even if it bounced off the hoop or, you know, <laughs> whatever bad analogy you can think of, um, um, at least it tried, and, and I can respect that. I, I can respect the fact that they tried to do something really different and really big with that, and, you know, it, it didn't please everybody, but, yeah, I, I, it didn't please me 100%, but I, I still enjoyed it. All right, um, Inui Takumi says... I haven't seen the director's cut version, but from the original aired version, I thought it was decent, but it would have been so much better with a proper follow-up in Movie War 2010. I think we all can all agree to that. <laughs> it's like, even if you like Movie War 2010 a lot, I think you got to admit, it, it just didn't follow up on those two episodes the way it could have. You know, there, was, there was a lot of cool stuff in it, but we really, you know, we really deserved uh, something that tied back to those episodes a little bit more I think and you know especially the whole thing showing the trailer that, that didn't happen and all the scenes in it you know like when Narutaki jumps on his back and is like I'll show you who I really am and who does he turn out to be a guy who turns into Colonel Zoll but isn't really Colonel Zoll um let's see uh, and Indra Giri says there's lots of decade after the TV series but uh, none make the fans satisfied of their outcome, nor do they give an answer to what the heck happened in the last TV episodes, sometimes making it even more confusing, although the SIC Stronger World story would have been awesome if they filmed it. Too bad the man himself has passed away. Uh, yeah, that in Hobby Japan magazine. Uh, they had, they of course run the monthly SIC story you know, where they take photos of SIC figures and these great dioramas and, and do kind of a tech story. And for for a decade, they did this whole storyline where he went to Stronger's world. And there was, you know, SIC Stronger and Tackle. And you got to have Kabuto, you know, Decade turned into Kabuto. And, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, that would have been fun to see. Um, you know, to kind of go back to the thing I said earlier, where I think... Uh, you know, I would have been okay if they had only had the Showa Riders in just All Riders versus Die Shocker. Or, you know, alternatively, if they had saved Decade and done a 40th anniversary show where he got to go to every single Rider world. Or, you know, met every Rider or whatever. You know, I guess that's just sort of 
that's the thing is it is it does feel a little weird to you know do this 31 episode show where he goes through all the Heisei Rider worlds then kind of you know goes through a bunch of weird ones like the D-End world which I've always described as diet missing ace because uh, it's pretty much that you know it's it's missing ace without blade in it and and that's just weird you know, and then we have the Shinkenjo stuff. That's that's fun, but I feel like that could have almost been its own thing. Like a, you know, they do a primetime special that's like for the first time ever, at least in the 2000s. Um, you know, Ryder and Sentai together at last, not on a stage show. You know, something like that. Um, and then you know, suddenly we get like two you know classic Ryder worlds, and and then it's the ending. And uh, it, I don't know, it, it is pretty weird. I, I guess. That would have worked better if they'd done a longer series, and so they got to go to all the Rider worlds, or it had just been Riders, or I don't know. But uh, yeah, it would have been cool to see Stronger World done on TV now, or then. <laughs> you know, so uh, actually, I was pretty surprised that a lot of people, you know, wrote in saying that they liked it, or or being very fair about it. I mean, it's not simply, you know, I, no one wrote in to tell me that it was just the worst thing they'd ever seen and, and they hate Kamen Rider now and they wish the world would end. No, but I was I was pretty pleased to see that a lot of people, you know, even if it wasn't their favorite ending or they didn't like it that much, they were, you know, they had very, everyone had very good reasons as to why they didn't like it or they could explain why. Um, so, all in all, uh, yeah, I think, you know, if if you're still kind of on the fence about these episodes, how you feel about them, they're worth revisiting, yeah, as is the rest of the series. I mean, Decade, I always find it's a very fun show to watch, to go back and, and check out again, you know, even if the ultimate ending is still not really there. Uh, it, it's just, it's a, it's a good one to rewatch now and then, and I always have fun checking it out, and takes me back to another time three years ago and <laughs> reminds me how much fun it was to watch Decade and hopefully one of these days maybe he'll have a true proper ending once and for all where he finally gets to confront his evil self and we learn who Narutaki is and why the Die Shocker Castle was there in episode 31 and get the answers to all the other questions who knows all right, so that wraps it up for this episode of Rider Break. Thanks to everybody who responded and let me know what you thought of the decade finale. Thanks to the guys who sent in questions. Thanks to everybody who participated in the contest uh, last episode, and that went off pretty well, and I'll definitely do another one of those soon. I'm sorry that everybody couldn't win, but you know, maybe next time, maybe I'll be able to get more than three winners in. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, the good news is, if you entered in the last one, then you're automatically entered into the next one. You don't have to do anything, even regardless of the stipulations. Like, if, if the rules are that you must travel to the four corners of the world and, you know, uncover ancient artifacts and bring them to my front door in person, then you're, you're all set. You don't have to do that. <laughs> You'll be entered automatically. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll announce that whenever I get to it. But I certainly would like to do more of those in the future and certainly would like to do more episodes of Rider Break in the near future. I don't know when the next one will be. Hopefully sooner rather than later, but I just at this time I really don't know what my internet situation will be like. Uh so we'll just have to see, you know, but 
as soon as I can, I'll let you guys know, and I'll get to work on new stuff, because I've got a lot of plans for the near future involving the site and things I want to do and projects I want to get rolling, and, and Rider Break is one of those. And, and one of these days, sooner or later, I'll maybe be able to get it to... I'll get it down to a... Uh, you know, a good schedule, and I'll be able to get one out every week. That's that's always been kind of the master plan, and you know, with a new series starting up, maybe I'll be able to do that. We'll just have to wait and see, but I don't really know what else to say, so I'll just have to end this episode on a, a big cliffhanger, just like Decade. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.